passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus it's the amazing Rico Bronia podcast with your host, Evan Roberts. All right, everybody, welcome to uh, Rico Bronia. We're all pissed. We're all in a bad mood. We're all angry. Maybe we're angry at Jacob DeGrom. Maybe we're angry at this inept offense. Maybe we're angry at Francisco Alvarez. Maybe we're angry with Buck Showalter. But I think we could all agree we're pissed off and we're angry. The Mets lose the opener of this series to the Atlanta Braves. And look, let's start with Jake. Jacob deGrom should be and is held to a very high standard. He is the best pitcher in baseball. He has been the best pitcher in baseball. So when you go six innings and you allow three runs, three solo home runs, I don't really give a rat's ass, you give up three runs, and you give up two of those runs seconds, if I'm being more accurate, minutes, After your team gives you a lead, that's not good enough. It's it's just, it's simple. It wasn't good enough. And Jacob DeGrom, I love him, right? I'm the fanboy. I'm the one getting DMs all night. DeGrom sucks. You're a schmuck. Don't give him money. First of all, can we not talk about his free agency? There is a lot to be written before we really have to break down his free agency. But Jacob DeGrom wasn't good enough tonight. And let's start there, because when you're in the postseason and you're facing top-line starting pitchers, even though this one left after five because he was feeling ill, when you're facing top-line starting pitchers, you're going to have to outduel them. So we could rest back and rip this offense, and I will, but come October, and this was a preview of October, you're facing top-line starting pitchers. You need your ace to be better than their ace. And he wasn't good enough. So I think we could all agree on that. That doesn't mean he sucks. That doesn't mean he's a bum. That doesn't mean let the guy leave, opt out, you douche. 
that two things can be true at the same time. You can say, hey, he's a hell of a pitcher, but you could also say in game one of this series with a chance to set the tone, he came up small because he came up small. I don't care how many strikeouts he had. I don't care how many guys got on base. None of it matters. The only numbers that matter are how many innings did you pitch and how many runs did you give up? That's it. He gave up three runs in six innings, and that's not good enough. And here's my pet peeve. I've always had it. It's why I'm bitter against Tom Glavin. A lot of people are bitter against Tom Glavin because of game 162 in 2007. That's not my bitterness. He sucked. I was disappointed in that. I was mad at him. But here's where I'm really mad at Tom Glavin. In game five of the National League Championship Series in 2006, the Mets gave Tom Glavin a 2-0 lead in the fourth inning. Now remember, the series is tied at two. You've got your ace on the mound because he basically was with Pedro Martinez and El Duque in the infirmary. And Tom Glavin was handed a 2-0 lead in the top of the fourth inning on the road. And it took him 30 seconds before Albert Pujols, who's still around, hit a home run against him. And then he gave up another run. And then the next inning, he gave up the lead completely. And I'm still bitter about that because you need shutdown innings. When your offense gives you runs and you're a big-time pitcher, the following inning, you shut them down. Jacob deGrom did not waste any freaking time before Austin Riley parked one into dead center field. And he didn't waste any time after he fell behind Matt Olson three and one before he gave him a cookie right down the middle and Matt Olson hit the crap out of it. That's all right after the Mets were gifted a run in the top of the second inning because they had no business scoring a run in that inning. You've got Eddie Rosario playing left field like he's Todd Hundley because he can't look through the lights. And then dropping the little blooper Guillerme hit in which they somehow gave him a hit. God bless Luis Guillerme. And Jacob DeGrom failed because after he was given a lead, it took him 30 seconds to give it back. And yeah, the offense did nothing against Max Fried. We'll rip the offense. We'll also rip Buck Showalter. Don't worry. We'll get to everybody. But the lead, whether you like it or not, or you think it's fair or not, is Jacob DeGrom because he wasn't good enough. When you, what's that phrase? Heavy is the crown who wears it or whatever the hell that stupid thing is. Jacob DeGrom wears the crown. Jacob DeGrom is the ace. Jacob DeGrom's the guy who's the best pitcher in baseball. And tonight, Friday night, depending on when you're listening to this, he came up small. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Now, you can light that on fire and go to the extremes and say, let him opt out. He can go F himself. You can do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to call him out for what happened. And look, his last two outings haven't been good enough. But Jacob DeGrom's story isn't written yet because he's going to pitch in the playoffs. And who knows? Maybe he will be good enough. Or maybe he won't be. Now, let's get to him coming out of the game early. It was revealed after the game that he came out early because he had a blister. That doesn't help Jacob DeGrom right now because most Met fans are going to hear that and say, what a wimp. Meanwhile, the ace of the Atlanta Braves didn't feel well and came out after five innings. Now, they won, 
So when you win, everything's okay. But could you imagine if Max Scherzer or Jacob deGrom came out after five brilliant innings because he didn't feel well? Now, I hope Max Fried's okay. I don't want to hear that this is something incredibly serious because then I'll feel like a douche. But let's just be fair. The ace of the Braves came out after five because he wasn't feeling well. The blister thing. Look, what are we going to make of it? I wanted Jake to pitch the seventh inning. We all did. When Jacob DeGrom has thrown 86 pitches, and yes, he's given up a bunch of solo home runs, and there's a chance he gives up another one in the seventh, you still look at him and say, hey, and I certainly felt this way, he gives me the best chance to pitch a scoreless seventh. So I was disappointed. Now, none of us knew it was a blister. Is that going to make any of us feel better? Not really, because it's always something. That's the problem. It's always something. Now, hopefully that blister goes away and Jacob DeGrom's ready to start his first playoff game, hopefully not in the wild card series, but in the divisional series. But let's get to Buck. Okay, Jake comes out after six. It turned out to be a blister. We thought, ah, Jake can only throw 88 pitches or 86 pitches. Why are you going to Tyler McGill? A week ago, I understood it. Two days ago, I understood it. Two weeks ago, I understood it. It's an audition. And I've mentioned that. Hey, you're auditioning Tyler McGill. You're auditioning David Peterson. You're auditioning Drew Smith. You are playing the Atlanta effing Braves. You are playing for the National League Eastern Division Championship. You have a well-rested bullpen. And if I was going to rank all the guys in this bullpen right now, I could make a very good argument. Tyler McGill is last. And Buck Showalter went to him. Why? Are we still doing auditions, Buck? I get the Mets are going to be in the playoffs either way. I get that. They don't need to sweep the series. Really, it's win two out of three. Even if they win one, destiny's in their own hands. I get all that. But can you give us something better than Tyler McGill, who's been bad as a reliever? And he's not going to be on the postseason roster. Let's save everybody's time. Of course he's not going to be. Because he sucks since he's come back. And Darling and Gary are right. We expected Tyler McGill out of the bullpen to throw gas, to throw 100, 101. He's not throwing that hard. And again, before you could get comfortable in the seventh inning, he's given up a base hit to Matt Olson. He's given up a double to Travis Darno. He does get a couple of outs and the sacrifice fly, but then he gives up the double to Arcia when he, he could have gotten through the inning, only giving up a run, still wouldn't have been happy. Why are we going to him? Oh, I'm sorry. I was told I can't criticize Buck Showalter because the Mets are 40 games above 500. I'm sorry. I'm being very rude. I'm sorry, Buck. Kiss my ass. That was a bad move. No Met fan liked it. We're done with Tyler McGill. See you later. I didn't even love him going to Trevor May, but I'll own it. Trevor May came in and got the job done. I'll give him credit. I'll always be honest with what I thought at the moment. What I thought at the moment is you can't go to Tyler McGill. And what I thought at the moment when Trevor May came in is Acuna is going to hit one of freaking Tallahassee. But he didn't. Good job by Trevor May. The problem is you're down five to one. He does use Joely Rodriguez and to Joely's credit against the heart of the order. He got the job done. But we saw Buck Showalter in a pretty big game use his worst relievers. That's what he did. 
He has a bullpen right now that features nine guys, 10 guys, when you count them all together. And he went to the bottom of the list and said, I'll use these guys. 